Let's try to get as much as cohesive uh, content as we could possibly get around this bitch. I'm ready, my nigga. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program, my favorite podcast. Hey. Hopefully, it's in your top five at least. I'm happy to be here. Good morning. Good evening. Happy podcast. They notice. I didn't say a day here. Right. Because, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that here in a second. Across from me, I got my guy, your guy, Forever Young 89 on Instagram, the motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch, aka of tribe called Wes. Across from me, I'm excited to see him and talk to him. Your guy, my guy. What's going on, Wes? My guy. Hey, you know, I am here for another week of, uh, the extremely good shit that we put out every week. I've been going back and listening to some uh, old episodes, but maybe we'll we get kinda to that. Right. We're kind of all right, man. But uh, speaking of kind of all right, you know, uh, along with me being all right, is my guy across from me. That's a cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. Catch me at catandcrunch.com, or you can dip into the serial shit, or on twitch.tv slash dipped in butter program, where I will still say you can find him finding himself, maybe, um, or on youtube.com, uh, dipped in butter program, or more and most importantly here, Every Friday on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are listened to, because that's where we put them for you to listen to. My nigga and yours, what's popping? What's going on, my guy? I, right at the top of the show, man. I was going to do this just for fun at the top of the show because me and you had a, a text conversation earlier in this week uh, for the audience to just, you know, let y'all into our text talks. Uh, Wes hit me up like, hey, man, how you feeling? Like, you know. We got Thanksgiving this week, so we already knew we weren't going to record on Thursday this week because it's Thanksgiving. And bro, let me, that ain't the way. Let me stop you there. I hadn't even thought about it up until. This. <laughs> let me let me also say how trash I am about my Look, Thursday. time out, time Yeah, out. let me tell you how trash I am about my Thursdays. Right, I had my dentist appointment last week that we spoke about on here, and I got to have a, right. you know another follow up appointment. You got to schedule for the big Buseys. I have. Yeah, I got to schedule <laughs> for the big Buseys. You feel me? And sit, sitting in the office with the lady just. Uh, nonchalantly schedule my appointment for the third. The third is on a Thursday. Um, <laughs> and if I, I work until three 30. So I scheduled my appointment for four. I had to go ahead and send that text back to the doctor's office. Like, uh, we, uh, we got to move that thing. Like th- Thursdays are no goes for me. See, I'm low key a little disappointed because I thought you were just trying to eat closer and closer to this recording at midnight nightmare you've been working <laughs> Bro, towards. It's a nightmare. It's been You're like, trying to make it happen. It's been coming true week by week ever since yeah. I've had it. But see, in the text conversation for y'all, Wes hit me up and it was like, hey, man, I know we're not going to record on Thursday this week because, you know, with it being, uh, you know, uh, Thanksgiving. So we'll probably go ahead and record on Wednesday, which wasn't a problem for either of us. Right. 
And he was like, you know what? I've been kind of like tossing around in my mind whether we should release on Friday as normal or should we just go ahead and kick it out fresh for him since we're recording it on Wednesday. Just go ahead and give it to him Thursday. And my response to Wes was, I feel where you're coming from on that, but you know me, I'm just married to consistency nah. no matter what, right? I'm just married to Friday. That's why I kicked, that's why I kicked it around for two days. Like, right. sounds like a great idea, but I'm on the same page with my the, nigga when it comes to consistency. I'm married to Fridays. And, and not that, not that anybody would be bothered or mind having it a day early. Cause as we're talking through this, I had a little surprise for you. I was going to kick off the top of the shit, shit and be like, you know what? I thought more about what you said. <laughs> And let's just drop it on Thursday. Let's just give it to him on Thursday because here's the thing. Everybody's used to us dropping on Friday. So if they get it on Friday, they're not going to be mad because they're used to getting it on Friday. But those of them that might catch it on Thursday might be a pleasant surprise yeah, while they're on the road for right. 45 minutes going from family's house to family's house. On Thanksgiving, they might be able to pop yeah. us in the tape deck. You never know. So I was like, what, what is there to lose by dropping early? You know what I'm saying? Is what I came up with. And I was like, I'm going to just surprise him with the talk and we'll talk about it here on the show because you know how we like to pull the curtain back for y'all and let y'all know right. because the listeners are just as big of a part of this as we are. Because my issue, not even an issue, but my point to Wes was when we was talking like, oh, for those of y'all that do podcasts that listen to this, I'm sure y'all probably already know this, or maybe you noticed it and didn't really talk about it yet, but all podcasters know that dropping podcasts during the holidays, particularly the big holidays, like the Christmas season, it's just a real shit show. Like your numbers are going to go down. People aren't at work. So people aren't typically listening to podcasts and it's just really like a mess. And you're really putting in the same work that you would normally do on a regular week for your podcasting and receiving little to no return because people just ain't really thinking about podcasts around the holiday season. Not everybody some. And I was kind of explaining that to Wes, like, you know, the, the number's going to be bad anyway. Like, nigga, our, our numbers was irregular for Halloween and nothing even yeah. happened right, for right, Halloween. Right. It's just something about holidays and podcasts. It's just something that you just you come up with if you pay attention to the numbers. It's just something you live with. Everybody has to do It ain't just our little podcast. It's all the way up to the Joe Buttons and the Tom and Dan's. Like, everybody deals with it. So, I just like, fuck it. We might, like, why go extra if we're going to end up just dealing with the same holiday right. shit anyway? Right. But I kind of murmured it around in my own brain. And I was like, I was ready to come here and tell us, like, fuck it. Let's drop it on Thursday. <laughs> As we're getting ready to record, Wes is like, Hey, did you check our distributor website today? And I was like, uh, no. Our whole distributor website, our distribution website is down. It's down. It's, it's just down. Like you can't even access it. It's almost like you ever go to a website and it'd be like seized by the FBI if it's like yeah. a pirating website or, it's or something. Like a, a website at work you can't go to. It's blocked. Yeah. And it kind of gives your heart that quick little flutter like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Yeah. It gave me the, oh shit, I'm in trouble screen. Like, oh shit, this is down. Nigga, and I, I even started to panic real <laughs> quick, bro. Did you panic when you first saw it? I mean, slightly, I guess. I just went to click the refresh button. Uh, 1700 times and then trying to retype in the, the URL because my, my internet, like my Google Chrome just updated. So like, I thought it might've had something to do with Maybe that. It was you. So I was like, yeah, let me go ahead. And do so that's why I asked you to do it. Like, Hey fam, can you go ahead and uh, tap can you do it with the me? supercomputer? <laughs> <laughs> can you check our shit with the Google? That's so dumb that you heard me say that. And I didn't even say it out loud, but I definitely meant supercomputer when I said it. Cause it's a fact. Cause this is why, I, bro, this is why I love podcasting with you because we have the same mind frame. So 
when it comes to this podcast, this is our computer. It's just at my house. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like so Mopar. When there's an issue, it's just like, let me go ahead and enlist Kat mm. to check with the good computer because yeah. I know if we can't reach it with the good computer, then it's out it. of our hands. Yeah, we can still get it there. That's all I care about. But if it's down at the supercomputer, it's just down. It's just down. If so it, we had a good laugh closed, about the best buy is closed. Yeah, and like having a good laugh about the whole like our distributor <laughs> website is down. I don't think either of us are panicking because fortunately we're recording on Wednesday and I'm hoping by Thursday it'll be back up and y'all will receive it by Friday. But just know that we had every intention on maybe hey. giving you this a day early and, and you might still get I'm it about a day to say, early. And Who I'm knows? just going to say either happy Thanksgiving or happy Friday. Fuck it. Either, right. either so, one's a holiday. Based on which we really don't know how to come to y'all because we normally try to come to you a day in the future, but we don't know if we should come to you a day in the future, two, two days, days in, in the, the future. future. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we at with it, but fuck it. Y'all rock with us. We rock with y'all and we're going to give it to y'all the best way we can give it to y'all and how we give it to you each and every week. Top notch, top shelf, the loudest of packs when it comes to podcasts. And so I was thinking about the whole shit by way of Thanksgiving based on us having to record a little bit early and talking the holiday theme. It's, it seems like it always kind of happens weird to us on this show because we release on Fridays. Bro. By the time we release, it'll be the holiday will be over or it'll be too soon. So we never really get to talk holidays here. Yeah. When, and not even specifically holidays. I found myself being an idiot sometimes listening back to the show on Fridays like, Oh damn! It was such and such's birthday. I probably could have gave it out. Damn, I missed. <clears throat> I missed my little cousin's birthday. I missed my best friend's birthday. I missed shouting out the uh, event of the century, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, this, we did miss that. Damn, we missed it by a day. It came, the the ELC was on a Saturday this year, but you know we drop on a Friday, so I, I I missed. I'd be like, God damn, I'd be missing shit, boy. And see, I'll be feeling like we we in such of like a rhythm when it comes to podcasts now, and we just really kind of like for lack of better terms, put our heads down and get it done. Like not that we ain't enjoying ourselves and this ain't like a natural podcast thing, but we're in such a, <laughs> it's almost like a musical rhythm me and you yeah, have now. Yeah, yeah. Because last week I had every intention on shouting out my nephew, super dope clothing brand, and I'll shout them out later. Now it's not the time for that. You're not getting it at the top of the podcast. <laughs> but I, after we hung up and we was done with the show and we produced it, put it out, did the cover art and everything, I was like, well, God damn it, I fucking forgot. And I wrote it down to remember and for, and forgot. And see, that that usually is my issue. If I don't write it down, I'm more prone to forget. So all of that shit I never wrote down because I remember it in my brain like that day that it happened. So sometimes I'm not always conscious of the podcast, guys. I do live real life and I fucking forget. And they, and I still reach out to these people in real time in real life. So I, I don't use the podcast as my beacon to be like, no, nah, right. I shouted you out. You ain't hear me. So like, no, you ain't hear me. Yeah, That's you ain't why you me. should be listening yeah, to this like, show. I, you know, not for, for lack of better terms, I kind of use that shit as extra content for, you know, at least eight more seconds of shit for y'all to get on this podcast yeah. and nothing else. And, and there's nothing wrong with reaching out and touching the people, right? Like making it 3D for them. And yeah. I like making the podcast 3D and, for them. And, and, and again, like you've always, you know, alluded to, uh, motherfuckers might catch one of this shit 10 years from now fam like you said and, and this shit is always going to be on like, the internet they held me down. That's crazy. yeah it's always going to be somebody out here to consume it and hear their name dropped in it which speaking of which fam i feel like my dad might have caught some uh episodes of the podcast which i don't care you know what i'm saying but like well, well, <clears throat> see that's the thing about this and i know i've had this i'm not gonna put that energy on you <laughs> but i've had this where i'm like as we're podcasting, I feel like I do a good job of like checking myself and make sure I'm very clear with what I'm saying and not being overly disrespectful for shock value and no shit like that. But I do have those quick panic moments that flush over me sometimes where I go, 
did I say something fucked up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did I offend one of my friends? Like, I never want to do that. Like, I never right, want to come on right, here and right. just be gross for the sake of listenership or no shit like that. So I do have those quick little panic moments, but for sure. So I think we've always been clean about when it comes to shit with our families, yeah, and no, 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 particularly no, no. your dad. Well, yeah, right? yeah, oh, yeah. Not for, I'm just saying, like, just right. That right. just came off the top because my dad be all off in my Instagram stories and shit. So you know, I dropped a link to the podcast often. So I'm sure he's, it's, huh? I'm Let sure, yeah, this. I'm sure he's followed along to the link at some point in time. Like I say, my cousins be listening to this shit. I, it's entertaining to me when I get texts about the podcast. Like, oh shit, <laughs> y'all niggas actually be listening to this shit. Because we're real life trash. Really, and I'm really just, I'm just glad that y'all enjoy the film. And fam, that's, like, that's my yeah, for for those, like, y'all y'all get, y'all listen to this podcast long enough to know Kat is my nigga. But like, a lot of these stories are like first. You know what I'm saying? For me and this nigga, like, we really sharing these stories in real time on the podcast. So, like, I'm really talking to my nigga about shit that That's comes okay. across my brain when it comes across my brain. But to circle back, I'm trying to do better at writing shit down to mention on the podcast so, you know, niggas get that shit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and my, my whole uh, slogan has been for when people like tell me like, Hey, I listened to the podcast last week. It's kind of like that, uh, the Dr. Dre video when the girl walks up, Oh, I heard you, you and Snoop's new shit. It's the bomb. And I always tell them in response, don't listen to our bullshit. <laughs> you don't listen to our show. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to the, uh, the, the Thursdays, Thanksgiving holiday shit. So. I was doing like I normally do here before the show, Wes, and I was just kind of swimming in my own thoughts. And it occurred to me, and I don't know if the culture has discussed this or not yet. And Wes, you can tell me if I'm tripping or not. But I've come to the conclusion that there's a part of our culture that we got to get out of here, bro. Like, I'm ready to leave the charge on getting it the fuck out of here. We got to get passing turkeys out out on Thanksgiving the fuck out of here, bro. Like, we have got to get that. Okay, so let's start at the tippity top. You hate Nino Brown? Let's start at the top of this shit as to why we got to get passing out turkeys in the culture the fuck out of here. For one, as my co-host just brilliantly put it, Nino Brown is a snitch, bro. (laughs) Why? Why did we embrace? We okay? So you can stop me, but the first time I ever seen passing out turkeys was in New Jack City, and I just assumed that the culture embrace that as oh that's a dope thing to do in a way that i can flex as a baller in my community and look like that nigga is if i pass out turkeys like you know brown <laughs> and now see you are you that's are, where my mind is nah, always gone but see that's all see that's why we are the dipped in butter niggas pro- do that before new jack city that's why we are the dipped in butter program because you have a real dipped mindset bro like and i I, I'm not, maybe they did because there were like, I don't think they did. There were like big time drug dealers back then. And sure. maybe, you know, maybe they did, maybe they did whole meals maybe in their Porter passed out right. of Right. Maybe they we did whole meals in their community. We don't know, but like, it definitely seems like the turkey pass out and, and the book bag school supply giveaway is the, I am the man in the community. This is why you my nigga. <laughs> this is why I fuck with you. Like, it's this cool. is why we need to it's do a cool. show. It's cool that y'all doing that, especially for the kids. Like, cause it, do be a lot of kids that need that but like i'm with you because when it comes to the turkeys a lot of these bitches ain't cooking the turkeys bro a lot of these bitches don't know how to cook the turkey they're frozen as fuck bro and a lot of these bitches don't know how to cook the turkeys like so that was my number two thing number one nino brown was a snitch so i get in the 90s when we were still enamored with new jack city and this is a dope movie who don't want to be nino brown but in the 2000s we started becoming a little bit more conscious of like hold on bro this nigga got on the stand and told on everybody so He's probably not the role model you probably want to like model your business plan after. Right, right. But secondly, 
Now, our rap heroes, French Montanas, the, the Lil Waynes, the people that we really fuck with in our culture, are legit passing out frozen turkeys, Wes. And we <laughs> know this for a fact because we see pictures of it every fucking year. Every year. We always see the it nigga, whether it be, uh, and all these niggas I fuck with, don't get me wrong, the French Montanas, the Marshawn Lynch's, right, right. everybody that passes out turkeys for Thanksgiving is usually a nigga I fuck with heavy. But I'm just looking like, you're giving out these 12 pound turkeys to the less fortunate. You know how fucking hard it is to cook a turkey, bro? That's what I'm saying, fam. Like, why are you passing these problems to these unfortunate families? I mean, like, I, you know, I, I get the mindset behind it, but even still, like, you don't even understand. It's three bitches from the same family in line to get turkeys and they all going to the auntie's house to eat. Like, and ain't none of them taking that turkey you just gave them over to auntie's house. Like, that turkey is about to sit in some of these hoes freezers until March. Like, and either it's just going to get thrown out or it's going to get re-gifted. So here's the test though, Wes. Here's the test to see how like-minded me and you really are and if we should really be in business together doing this podcast. We've all seen this happen. We've been in the culture long enough to see the turkey pass out giveaway thing be a part of Thanksgiving forever. Mm-hmm. Have you seen or ever heard of third party wise people getting their free turkey from standing in line and then going and selling their free turkey? You're asking me if I've heard of it? Is that a thing in your mind? I have not heard of it, but of course I believe that shit. Bro. People I just, are definitely I just selling said their that, like, fam, you got a bitch who is not about to even use. She's just in line. They're to not even going to cook it. Yeah, she's just in line because, like, okay, now, now this might be just me, privileged podcaster, talking shit, but I feel like if you're standing in line for a turkey and you really don't got it like that, and say that you do have the wherewithal to prepare this whole turkey for Thanksgiving. What are the sides looking like for that? Like, are we talking like instant box mac and cheese on the side and canned like baked beans? It's not the Thanksgiving you want to be at for sure. So like, does a turkey now a turkey is actually a dead bird that was once alive. Does that dead bird really deserve to be next to your Cheetos mac and cheese Uh, out the instant box? bro? Yuck. yuck. Do you really want to do like, is that how you want to pay respects to that dead bird? I mean, and I like, I don't even want to say it like this, but what's the requirements to get the free turkey? Do you just got to stand on line? You just got to stand there. Whoever got the strongest ankles. <laughs> if, you, if you just got the time today to stand on line, you win you a turkey. One. They're like, not even checking to see if you're like thoroughly. And you, and, but you want to know what? Maybe, like you say, maybe that's the, the, the thought process behind it. Like maybe it's well known. Like, hey, Birdman only got 200 turkeys out here, okay? Niggas start lining up at 6. They start passing out turkeys at 9. They open the line up at 8. Like, you got to get in line if you want. And maybe those are, like, the real diehard people. Like, nah, I need me a turkey. I can't go spend this $28 for the turkey. So maybe it's a natural selection happening. Yeah, maybe it's a, like, survival of the fittest. Like, nah, it's really niggas out here who need a turkey. Or it's really a a determined nigga to get a free turkey standing out there online for a few hours to get him a turkey to go and cook it up. And then if it's the, if it's the hustle, is it worth standing in line for four hours to get one turkey and sell it for $30? Maybe it is, depending on your lifestyle. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it, it sounds weird. It sounds weird saying it out loud, especially in 2020. Like, how much did you really about to go sell a $25 turkey for to somebody else? <laughs> like, is you, is you, is you, you I'm got, not paying over you got, $10 for you a got turkeys turkey, in your bro. coat. Like, what the fuck is going on? And I, and I, and I want to credit it. And I don't want to say, like I said, it's probably, I, I do not doubt that there are people that be in them lines that really need turkeys, but I will say the last time that 
I got a turkey given away to me. You know what I'm saying? Is uh, when I was working for UPS, UPS literally gave turkeys as a out, tip? fam, as a tip that, from the job. From I the, thought, <laughs> I thought, wait, no, wait, nigga, yeah. Listen, to, listen, how dumb I am. I'm thinking you dropping off a package at somebody, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up, bro. I got something for you. Say, say, say right there. Say right there. Nah, this is this is a you know when I was still a young man, just unloading trucks and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But like for the employees that work in the warehouse, nigga, like they would literally like give you a turkey around things. Like, but like fam, literally, like when you walk out before you get to the security gate, there's just pallets of turkeys out there. Go grab your turkey. So now, Mister, now Mister PS want to be Nino Brown. Like we got to get this out the country. <laughs> Bro, gotta but be bro, I ain't life. even gonna front you. That's one of the best turkeys I ever had in my life. Because my cousin cooked it, and this this turkey this year he because my cousin can really cook, fam. And this year he happened to like rub, like he seasoned it, and he rubbed this turkey down in ranch, bro. Like I don't, I don't really in know ranch. in ranch, bro. He really did, and fam. When he finished cooking his turkey, he took it out the oven. He he was like he he called me Deuce or he called me Gigi. He was like Deuce, come over here. Grabbed his fork and helped me move this bird over to the plate, fam. Like, don't he, tell me it was falling apart. We picked it up; it fell apart, my nigga. Jesus Christ! We picked it up. It was one of the best. Like he having it, ranch he having dripping it, everywhere. It wasn't even ranch dripping everywhere. But I, like I said, he he put the ranch on it before he baked it, so the shit was like baked in, and man, the shit fell apart, bro. One of the best turkeys ever. He had to end up just cutting all the turkey, Yikes. up, and we had to scoop turkey out the pan. Yeah, like eat it that way, that bro. Like a there, good turkey, yeah, fam, bro. there was no you're not getting a leg off this you bitch. As soon as you pull it off, you just getting bone, fam. Like it was one of the best turkeys I ever had in my life. But I'm usually not a turkey nigga. I do like deep fried turkeys though. Once I was turned on a I deep fried too. turkey, I was like, nah, this is I do probably too. the way. I feel like I was talking to some I think I was talking to Mac about this. Like deep fried turkeys got real hot in the culture. And then they kind of like fizzled out. Like they didn't totally go away, right. but you don't see them nearly as much as you, well, did you when wanna, first popped up. Well, again, because it's probably these niggas who getting these frozen turkeys from the goddamn giveaways, and dropping it right in the goddamn deep fryer, yeah, having garage. an explosion in the, the whole garage, yard. melting off the house. Yeah, you don't want to melt your garage <laughs> yeah, off so, the house, bro. Hey, yeah, I'm sure a few of those videos turn niggas off from even dropping that shit in deep fryer. But I fuck with some niggas who really know how to put that turkey in deep fryer. And, and it I mean, because at that point, the turkey ain't even free no more. Now it's costing you your Man, insurance. It's a terrible. I'm sorry. And somebody probably has a free turkey terrible story. <laughs> oh, for that's a fact, bro. Uh, speaking of the hustle, bro, and hustling to that line, I got a quick little hustle tale for you, bro. Remember when I was telling you, and we talked about it here on the podcast, uh, I had a situation where I found somebody's prescription pills and shit and had to try to get them returned to them. You remember that? Right? I, yeah, I do believe that. Hey, I remember that a little bit. This past week, bro, I was hopping out the car. And, you know, you got to look down at your feet to make sure you don't scrape your J's on some shit, right? I look right, down right. and I see somebody's whole Discover card on the ground. I'm like, well, goddamn, bro, who was hopping out the car that fast? This is at work or Around at the holidays. This was at home, bro, in my home all parking right, lot. Right. And I was, you know, trying to do the right thing. I was like, well, let me pick this up before anybody irresponsible gets a hold of it because I'm certainly not going to shop on it. Not me. So let me take this in the house and see if I can get a hold of its rightful owner. You know what I'm saying? So my first thought was to like, put the person's name on the car in Google and see if maybe I can find their Twitter account or Facebook handle or something and shoot them an instant message and let them know, Hey, don't cancel your car this close to the holidays. You can come pick your shit up. I got it here. Untouched unscathed. <laughs> so I went to look up. The- has your stuff. Don't worry. <laughs> don't even worry. Don't make them calls. Don't cancel it. You don't got to do that. You can come get it. You can yeah. use this one tonight. <laughs> yeah. You can come back and get it. 
And I looked him up, Russ, and it just tickled me to death. Bro, I really don't even have like nothing to dip on this, but it just tickled me because I don't know if it was poetic justice or what you even call this. But I looked up the owner's name and I was trying to find a Facebook account. And the first thing that popped up under Google when I put in their name was a mugshot, bro. Oh, <laughs> see, yeah, I'm not going no further. It's, it's, it's lost. Now, now, I wasn't scared to return it to him. Right. I just was like, well, if you're under here for scamming, do you really deserve your card? Is, is this like, your card? Am, am I the hand of justice right now? Is this like, your did card? I just, if they take you down, like, are they going to dust it for prints and come back talking to me? Yeah, like if I look at this mugshot and look at your rap sheet and see that you're a scammer and you've been out here stealing and shit, like do do now now do I get to use your car? Like, is that the way it works? That's still too risky, man. Like no, I would never. Like yeah. these days, bro. Yeah, but like even even the motherfuckers be scamming. Like I don't with with the way that the world is set up, fam. You can just track so much shit, fam. Like they can literally track your ass in the store buying the shit and all the way home at this point. That's now. what I was thinking. As like, many cameras as is out there, bro. Like literally, they can follow. Somebody watch me pick the motherfucker up. Oh, that's what I'm saying, bro. They might see the whole entire shit, like. Right. And not that I ever thought about using it again. My full intention was to get it back right. to them so they didn't have to cancel it. You know what I mean? So days before Thanksgiving. About, this might be the turkey yeah. car. Like, yeah. I don't think that guy <laughs> fuck up the turkey car. And then you know how long it takes to get a new car and all of that shit, bro. Especially around the holidays. You fuck. And now you got to be person 199 in line for the turkeys. Full circle, bro. This is why we're the best podcast out there on the radio, bro. But uh yeah, I just had to say that real quick because it just tickled the shit out of me. Like, damn, what are the odds, bro? Like, what are the chances on this kind of shit? But I'm ready to go wherever you want to go, bro. I know we got plenty of news to get <sighs> to. I know you got a list. I most certainly got a list. Yeah, I would yeah. love to defer to you first, bro. Like, you want to just right. rush a roulette your list? Yeah, I, I actually do because I'm looking at it like, damn, where do I go? And I kind of want. There's no perfect segue here, right? It's, there is no perfect segue right here. Um, and I, I want to talk about this, and I want to talk about it and get it out the way quick because i feel like we feel the same way and i feel like we did enough talk about it last week it deserves some closure um the gucci versus jeezy versus um gucci versus jesus versus the world versus the dead body <laughs> versus, versus atlanta versus trying to get you to vote at the top of the show versus uncomfortability bro okay hold on stop that was the corniest shit why did they have the why did they have stacy abrams and not only was she there, but it looked like like Gucci was like, if you don't get this bitch off the Fam, TV, I'm ready to get into this. Even Jeezy was on some, hey man, who told us like, nah, we trying to, we trying to get to some shit right <laughs> he now. He was trying like, to be, he was trying to be respectful. And then like, it was like both like, get her the fuck out of here. And then like, not even like, now that I'm thinking about it, that shit kind of pissed me off because like, not not that it don't matter, but like the election was over. Like, why did that's what I said? Why did we? Why are we having this conversation now? And the and I get what you're trying to because she was a part of like the team that really got people in Atlanta to vote. So like I understood why she was there and what she was representing. But, but that for was, real, that wasn't the time for it. That was. Not. But did it not feel like? Did it not feel like the auntie coming downstairs at the basement party when the lights are clearly off? Well, like no. you could tell the lights was off from the top of the stairs, and you came down. Here. Nigga, she said it. She was like, "Thank you for giving me some clout with my kids." Like that you showed up at so the top, crazy. but like they they should have told them niggas. Like and even still, they probably should have read the fucking room and realized that wasn't the place to put that on at. Or like they should have did that way sooner than that. Like because once the, the once the, once them niggas came in, it felt like you was in the middle of the projects, bro. Like. It felt like you was dead in the middle of the projects at the, at the party at the function. Like, okay, so I I, I don't know how much we're going to cover this. I, we don't. I really I'm don't so want to spend a lot of time on it. I don't. Yeah, let's let's just get the shit out the way because yeah. I, I mean, who knows? Our listeners might want to at least know how we felt about True. it or who we True. had winning, True. right? I think okay. we owe them at least that much. Okay. Uh, 
I had Gucci, I had Gucci winning the verses. What? Song wise. And I was trying to explain this to a couple of people that asked me in real time, like who you think got it, who you thought won. And I'll admittedly say I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't really know Gucci main deep cuts. And I am fully aware that 95% of his catalog is deep cuts. Right, like right. Gucci ain't the singles nigga. Right. And I just didn't grow up fucking with Gucci. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't in the clubs when Gucci was that guy mm -hmm. and I was never in the <clears> trap. So in all honesty, bro, Gucci's catalog really kind of escapes me. Like I, I love and respect the artist he is and what he did for the culture, but out of his 20 songs, I might have known four or five of them. So you're saying Gucci or Jeezy one? I'm saying Jeezy. Man. Okay, I want to be, because I think you said Gucci at the top. Did I? I? Yeah. Okay, maybe I said yeah. it wrong. I apologize. Yeah, I want to make that very clear. I had clear. Jeezy winning the song right. selection right. versus. And that's, what, okay, same. So I don't even want to. Jeezy. I don't even, because just what you just said, 95% of his catalog is, you know, deep cuts. You really had to kind of, it's one of those you had to be there in order to laugh at mm -hmm. the joke kind of situations. Mm -hmm. And like, even being the catalog, like I'm, I'm aware, you know, a lot of those songs, I don't want to say sounded familiar, but some of those songs that I heard weren't extremely familiar, but it wasn't the first time that my ears had heard them. I was like, right, me too. Okay, me like, too. like, just like I remember hearing that bass line, like, like the Bench Warmers track. I don't remember Bench Warmers in real time, but I remember hearing it once or twice, you know, somewhere, you know, along along the line. So, um, again, I do think GZ won. I think this battle, um, you know, I think this was an interesting split on this battle of people who think Gucci won versus people who think GZ won. I like the split um, too. I I, I, like I do. I think it's funny, but I do like the split. I think it's healthy. I like the healthy split. I do wish more people that said Gucci won said he won off songs and not yeah. off presents. <laughs> I was just about to say like the and, and this is one of those battles. I think this is the the I don't I, I don't want to say, but maybe this is the first battle that the goalpost has been moved so much. It's been moved so many times to justify why Gucci has won, and this is what'll make me say maybe versus deserve some categories at this point. <laughs> we gotta we because gotta do a real story. And I and I found I found a tweet that kind of I didn't even know I didn't even know what you wore to it was so important until Gucci told me it was. Bro, and now it is. And this is what I'm saying like it's important now. Because I feel like I said I found a tweet that summed it up perfect. Jeezy won the music. Gucci won something. I don't know what <laughs> I it don't was, know what it was. But Gucci won, won something, something. And, and again like I you know I think we've talked about it here like Gucci will always be the greater presence over in Jeezy room. in the room, in the culture, in Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. But like I, I kept telling niggas and I made a post about it. Niggas kept trying to come for me and like, you know, all, like I said, they kept moving the goalposts and I'm like, nah, I'm like Gucci looked fire. Like, yeah, he did this. He did that. But he lost. Like he lost. Like he like Gucci, and they was like, "You can't." Or was, I forget what they were like. You can't. Or I think I think Milk might have said it because even Milk jumped on me. Milk was like, "Man, yeah. good goo wop." He was like, "You can't you act like wop, yeah." You already know how he feel. He was like, "You can't say Gucci ain't played them jams." I'm like, "Fam, Gucci showed up and he played music. He just lost." Like I don't I don't know how to and I don't even like to be that dude like that. But like versus is a music battle and I've never it's heard about music. so many people. Now I now I'm not mad at in the way Gucci does to the culture, period. Yeah. I'm not mad that after his verses, even in a loss, he has changed verses forever. Forever. We can say that. Now here here's the thing. Here's the thing that kind of a little bit kind of swayed me. Even when Gucci was playing his jams and them shits was ringing off. He kind of reminded me of like the opening act in a small club, like before the lights all the way turned. For sure. Nah. Like just his presence up there performing was really 
odd and off to me. Like he really looked like an opening act I was, for the main. I act. was crying at that too. I was like, look at how rappers move on stage, bro. <laughs> yeah, they, they, rappers yeah. still really move, like especially older rappers. Y'all really move trash on stage, fam. One of these days, we're going to really do a real deep dive of rappers that have great catalogs that are really whack when it comes to stage presence, video presence, and maybe might even be lame. Yeah. Like yeah. I watched, uh, coming off the rails a little, little bit. I watched Dr. Dre's video with Nocturnal. Remember that song, Bad Intentions? Mm-hmm. Go back and watch that video, bro. Like just the way Dr. Dre behaves in that video. We have let Dr. Dre off the hook for being lame <laughs> for so many years in this culture, bro. Dr. Dre, just the way he moves his hands in a rap video. He is a lame. I think, bro. I think we let Dre get away with it. Cause he like admittedly said, like he said, he will tell you like, Oh yeah, I ain't. He is a cornball in a rap video. But anyway, Gucci right, Mane right. won something. Yeah, he, he won something. Um, I, you know, and, and another goalpost move that they've been trying to do that I'm just shooting this one out of the sky. Like they're like, fam, he didn't even play, uh, go ahead or he didn't even play this or he didn't even play that. And I, I had to ask people, why? <laughs> what was the difference and between a, the one you like, wanted him to a, play and the other ones? Yeah, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like may, maybe we do deserve some some categories because if it came if it came down to a you know what songs did the or the 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 sequencing if sequencing was a category I think Gucci mm-hmm. might have won that you know maybe. just off of his first five songs I think he won sequencing and because like it wasn't until somebody pointed out Jeezy played TM one on one Debner track for track like yeah, like all right yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, yeah. Eh. And not only that, like the way Versus is set up kind of just does Gucci a disservice even from the beginning before he even walked in the building, right? Because you go to 20 and we both know going to 20 and I think everybody can acknowledge that Jeezy probably has a stronger set of category billboard hits than Gucci. Now, if they would have went to 75 songs, Oh, Gucci with a dog walk that. Day. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, Jeezy's getting short at that point. Like mm-hmm, you know, he don't mm-hmm. have like, and I think somebody. I don't know how he probably should have tried to play the longevity yeah, game. I don't know. Was like nigga, let's go to fifty. Right. And who was Jeezy gonna tell him no? Right. He would have looked like a hoe if he'd right. have been like, let's go to fifty. And I don't. And know niggas would have stayed. Yeah. Well, and that and start till ten thirty anyway. I was about to say that's something to speak with <laughs> too, fam. Don't versus you. Don't have to tell me the doors. You don't have to tell me the stream starts at eight. Tell me what time y'all want these niggas to get on, even though. Whoever the the the, the pregame DJ, my compliments to the chef. Chef's kiss. He chef's bodied kiss the, the fucking ATL set that he played. Like all, all of that Atlanta music that he played, fam. I was in a house. Like that's what made me stick around on the stream. If it hadn't have been for the DJ, I would have got out of there until somebody told me that the battle had actually started. Because I was over it at that point. I was like, fam, you don't have to tell me to pull up to my phone at eight to watch it for an hour. But the, the DJ was killing it so hard. I was like, all right. They, they, they After a while, me. they totally started sounding like they was trying to get you to not leave the club. Like, line is wrapped around the corner. We still early. We still early. We still yeah, early. yeah, 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 yeah. They still so, lining up, lining up. So like, bro, we not leaving, bro. We're, we're, like we'll I, be here. Like, you know, I, I, I still want to give my, uh, I want to still give my compliments to Gucci. I still fuck with Big Guwap. He is, um, you know, he's very important to the culture. Like even my my one home girl put on a thing. She was like Gucci won. My response to her was, "What was the score?" I never heard back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like and, and, and like I said, and that's why I told. I, I think I even put on there like, "Fam, G- Jeezy is for the people who legit love music. Like if you mm-hmm. love music, if you hear no from way, music, you can't, you can't feel that shit. Gucci is for people who love hood shit. Like Gucci, and there's nothing wrong with love. There's music. nothing, and that's what I was trying to tell them. Like it's okay. And a lot, a lot of people, you know, think if you praising one thing and if they perceive you not praising another thing that you hate. Nah, I love good. That's why I like, fam. 
I'm I went to school with y'all. I know exactly right. how y'all feel. I'm from the Gucci era. I remember when it comes to this. My music ear is telling me the right answer. He lost, bro. Like, I, and I, I don't, I, I don't, and that's why I, I hate to be that like straight faced. I, I, like I'm not listening to you, type dude. Because it makes it come off a way. It yeah. makes it come. But off. you got to be mad at like, like you say, if you know, if they went to 75, Gucci gonna thin out. Because like I said, I don't know how real it was, but somebody showed Jeezy Spotify. will thin out. Yeah, Jeezy will thin out, and I don't know, you know, if these numbers are real, but somebody has showed Spotify where Gucci got like 1,300 songs and Jeezy only got. You know, 115 or something like that, which I don't know how true that is. It sounds crazy now that I'm thinking about it, but <laughs> even still, like he would he would thin out, and Gucci has a lot of songs to play. Like, but that ain't that. That's not you know we we weren't here for everything else that you know. It, and to speak on it, you know the the ending of the battle, the performance, so icy. That was you know monumental for the culture. How do you feel about that? Like, did that come off as uh like I know it's a moment. I know in retrospect it's going to always be a moment, mm-hmm. but in the actual moment. Did it come off as corny to, the, to you or were you just glad it was happening and came, you never gave it a second it thought? Came, it came off slightly corny, but it came off at, I was, it came off slightly corny. I was happy, but it also came off as a, let's go ahead and perform this motherfucker because we still ain't never doing this shit ever. <laughs> you won't say it again. Like I, I would be yeah, like, maybe. maybe if we get like a, cause of course, you know, people always get to talking, they always get to taking shit to a hundred soon as something like this happens. So of course niggas have talked about albums, tours. Oh, it's going to be a joint album. Yeah, like, ah. I'm not here to say it's never going to happen because I didn't think the verses were going to happen to be all honest with you, but I don't see the joint tape I don't, coming. I don't see the joint tape coming. I, I could potentially see a joint tour coming. I think that I think that would probably be the best thing of anything. Like t- all Atlanta tour, like y'all gra- grab the Ti and all of y'all niggas go out on tour or something like that. And so you let's know, go on record. Do, do the road, podcast. Do the rotating headline thing. Let's go on record with our podcast real quick because I like your idea. I like what you're saying right now. I do like that idea way more than a mixtape. I don't want to hear uh, it. if they if we do get a so icy tour. Uh, headlining both Jeezy and Gucci because you got to say double headliners so nobody gets mad. And then you got to say underneath, like, you can't say future because you can't afford him with those two, but you got to give us, like, Gunna and... 21. can't even give us Lil Baby. But anyway, I just want to go on record and saying, if Wes calls this and this actually happens in 2022, once COVID is over and niggas can really, really go out again, I just want to go on record and say that that is where the beef officially starts back up again. <laughs> if they were to do that, if they were to do that somewhere in Buffalo on the tour is where the beef starts back up again. Because and now on Gucci's night where he's supposed to headline, Jeezy goes a little over on his time. Right. And he's doing a little too much. And that is exactly where the beef would You're right, because I ain't even going to front you. Just watching my phone for that hour and a half was probably the most intense situation I've ever been in personally. So I can only imagine a tour. They're both headliners, and neither one of them are each other's sons. So, you know, it's kind of like the Hard Knock Life tour, bro. Like, when Jay-Z and DMX got off the road, I think the whole culture collectively went, whew, can't believe we made it through that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and that was just friendly competition between Jay Z and DMX. So right, right, right. That's exactly where the beef would start again. Uh, staying in the culture, man, and, and finally getting off verses because we're never going to talk about verses again. Not like, ever. Spent too long right there. That thing is dead. <laughs> we'll until the again. next one. Yeah, it's dead again until we get the next, until we get Outcast and Tribe. It's dead. It's dead to me. Uh, 
we didn't talk about last week, and I feel like the news broke last week, but I don't think we had enough news to talk about it. So I figured now we have enough to actually talk about it. Uh, Lil Wayne facing ten years in jail, man. Did I think you... I think we we slightly spoke on it. You know, did where, we? yeah, where I said you know rappers getting shot in the last month. Why would Wayne not have no guns? Like... Right, we did we did touch that part, but I guess I just found out that what they caught him with was like some sort of golden gun. I wrote it down again to talk about it again when I got that news. I'm like, he was in the airport with a gold gun. He had a gold gun, Wes. So like, that's how you know he's not really ready to shoot nobody. He carrying it like jewelry. <laughs> I could like, but all jokes aside, the fact that it's like a gold gun and it's more so like an art piece. Can you more so understand how he could have possibly forgotten it was wait, in the bag? Wait, wait, it's an art piece. Well, once it's gold, it's got to be right. I mean, I'm sure it still shoots, <laughs> but it's art. Yeah, no, right? once you gold plate, it, it's art. I don't yeah. really care if it's gold. If it has like, if it can still shoot bullets, it's a gun. I don't. It's, it doesn't. Well, make you got to still have it be functional, right? Like you can't. Once you oh. get, like, if you're an essay and you get, like, the, the chick with her titty out on the hood of the old school, it's still got to drive, but it's art. I mean, yeah, that's different. I see so, you trying to go. Nah, I see you trying to go for what I'm selling. <laughs> like, cause, because the, you, you talked about something that I got written down here on my list. Maybe we'll get there. But, like, All right. it's a it's a car. Like, you can still drive the car. Like, the car, well, I mean, I guess the car can't kill somebody. But yeah, like, the car can kill somebody. The car can kill somebody. But like, look at me trying to get Lil Wayne right. off again. <laughs> Pause. It's a gun. Like why? And where where was he? Like if we have more details, where was he? How did he get? I think caught? it was an airport thing. Don't quote me, man. I, I had to tighten up my sources. Man, but I think like he, nigga, another rapper called I'm, me airport for getting they had it. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck how high you get or how late you party, fam. You cannot forget you got the burner in your bag, bro. I don't care I how think what I don't be, care how fast you're moving, fam. Like, especially going to the airport, like you know they don't play that shit, bro. Like, get the gun out your throw, throw it away. But you know what I'm saying? Do anything before you get to the airport and get caught with a gun. Especially see me, you a nigga that ain't supposed to have no gun. I think niggas be forgetting because now, like these high profile celebrities are starting to go through. What's that thing called where you don't go through the same TSA as everybody and you don't got to take your shoes off? Your bag still. Like, it's like the pre check. It's clear. Your bag go through there, but I think niggas is getting comfortable in the pre-check, bro. I don't care. But this is the airport. <laughs> the airport is care. still the place. You pulled up to the terminal, you know where you're yeah, at. Yeah, but you're at the, the air. As soon as you enter that ground, that is federal property. Like you gotta, you gotta do better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. If you knew better, you do better. And that, now, if you would have did just a little bit, like what at first? And now I'm really wondering why do you have a gold gun, bro? Like that's a thing. Like niggas like considered. The, that gun collecting shit is starting to really become art. Like, have you ever heard of uh, people that like do custom guns? Like they'll take your gun and customize it and make it look like one of the guns in that Romeo and Juliet yeah, film I that think, they updated in yeah, the 2000s? I think Ye Yellow Beezy had got like a, a Louis Vuitton gun and like, that's cool. But like, if you collecting guns, like when you collect them, you put them up somewhere. Like you don't be in the airport with them. Well, what's the point in collecting them if you can't show them off, bro? You got to show you your show your them off cards. in your collection. Like this is, why, <laughs> yeah, this is why niggas kill like, bucks and deers and shit so they can get the heads and put them on their wall. They're not just carrying around a dead deer in their trunk like, hey, fam, look at me. <laughs> Come to the car real quick. <laughs> <I got something. laughs> hey, look, you see what I did. All right, all right. I guess I can't get him off of this one. But I guess I just wanted to talk about it again because just the idea of thinking about losing Wayne for 10 years makes me sad. I man, they got, listen here, I think the fact that Lil Wayne went to Rikers and he came out all right, man, they got to leave Wayne alone. I think yeah, he, like bro. I think when you do time at Rikers, you do your time, and then you should get like a credit for another bid. Yeah, not nah, for because sure. that shit is gross. For sure, especially like, and that's my thing. Like, did, he ain't he ain't used that gun to shoot nobody. Like that gun wasn't using no crime. Like, uh, and like not 
not to say it like that, but you know, niggas definitely. But got, him being a felon. I mean, him being a felon, but like him, him being who he is and the stature that he is as a person, somebody got to have some understanding somewhere along the lines, fam. Like, I don't think they're gonna go easy on him, man, because it's a slippery slope. If you start getting into where you're a felon, you already know you're not supposed to have any kind of guns in so, any capacity. So then, does that take away his freedom to to to? He still even if he walks around with and fuck it. Does that take away his freedom to walk around with his jewelry on or with, with with his Louis Vuitton? Does that take away his right to walk around with his Louis Vuitton bags? No, he still might want to do that. But now, because of that, and in conjunction, in combination with him being the celebrity that he is, now he can't you know carry no gun because of whatever charge happened, and now he can't protect himself. Like, yeah. so now he got to cause a spectacle everywhere he go with these big ass security guards. Like, so, and I don't think that's the part that they get credit for. Some sometimes these celebrities want to be low, fam. Like. Yeah. And if I just got to carry the burner on me to, to, to be low in case a nigga get out of pocket like that is what it, I'd rather do that versus making a scene everywhere I fucking go. Especially in a time where every rapper's leg is a target. Man, like, bro, I'm, you I'm, can't. Everybody's legs are in jeopardy right now. Texas so who leg, the fuck want to get shot in the leg legs? shots, baby. Everybody, bro, can have everybody's them. getting shot in the legs. If you make music, you got to protect your legs, bro. That's the new. Have you heard? That's the new Wu Tang song. It's protect your legs. Protect your legs. Leg. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? That's the if that was the name of the song from back in the day, and this bro. shit, that shit would be on repeat somewhere. Yeah, we got to stop laughing at serious shit, but I guess that's what we do. Okay, right. speaking of laughing at serious shit, I can go somewhere else since we're getting off of that. Let's go. And into some shit that kind of happened today. Let's talk about Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you're... Um, I got that on my list. Let's right, go. Man, let's let's go. talk about it. So speaking of... That's what made me really want to bring him up because I can see Dave Chappelle doing that skit today. Protect your leg. <laughs> I actually quoted that just yesterday. You want this bankroll, nigga. You had to shoot me for it. Yeah, <laughs> like... Wow. That that will be fire. So so to get on Dave, so to, to catch people up to speed who may not know since this is kind of fresh today. First of all, we, I know we've already uh standing ovation applauded Dave on this podcast before, but I want to do yes, it. Yes, sir. I want to do it again just for one simple fact that Dave is bodying this whole Instagram clip release shit, bro. Like <laughs> this whole release this 8, 10, 20, 25 minute shit through Instagram or, you know, maybe it's coming out somewhere later. But I love it that he's drawn fam, all the traffic right to one place. I love seeing Dave bust moves like this because it just further reminds me like I know we said it here again. And like you said, we've praised him here before already, but let's do it again. Dave is the greatest comedian of all his time. Like, and it's cool if you disagree, mm-hmm. but just know that that's where we stand here as a company. Yeah. That nigga is the goal. Dave, Dave is out here setting a precedence. Um, you know, and is it, it's so funny, you know, that, that this is a thing today because it's, it's all in, um, relation to the Chappelle show. Um, and that's the show that's near and dear to my heart. That was, you know, like my, my, my ninth, 10th grade year, you know, like you say, that was to watch the shit at night, go to next school. That's all you hear the next day in the hallways is I'm, I'm Rick James, bitch. What a five figure. Like yeah. that shit was such a vibe. How many quotables even, came out of that even, series? Even the first episode with like Clayton Bixby on the first episode, fam, is phenomenal shit to watch. Like the, the fact that he could put shit out like that is it, funny, but you know, not, not to get too wrapped up in that, but like that, that shit had the, the Chappelle show has a special meaning to me like even after it went off the air like me and my homeboys would leave school and go to his house and watch an episode of that shit every day like it was just routine but uh but behind that maybe like what is it maybe like a month ago or so um the Chappelle show dropped on netflix 
um and what was it hbo max and i think it was already running on hulu but yeah. i remember i remember when it dropped i remember my wife telling me and i remember being excited like oh shit oh like, nigga we gotta yeah, go back and gotta, watch it right now I, I started watching it on my phone sitting right there on my desk like i love this shit and i remember having like the dvd collection back in the day and of course i don't remember how exclusive it was and how hard it was to find that mm-hmm. dvd box set like that's part of also what made the shit so like magical right like Cause once them shits dropped on DVD, everybody wanted them and nobody could, they just would sell out like Jordans. Yep, had, them shits was flying. Had, had that DVD box set for sure. So, um, damn, where was I going with it? God damn. Talking about just how that, how it was on the streaming oh, platform yeah, and shit was, for the first time. On the streaming platform. So, you know, I thought that was lit. So then, you know, when I just saw the, the short headline about it coming off of Netflix today, I'm always curious. So I went right to Netflix and I was like, well, I'll be damned. It's gone. That motherfucker show is gone. So then I immediately went to Dave back to Dave's Instagram and watched the entire, you know, 18, 19 minute clip. And what was the quote he said as to why they took that down for the people that might not know? He said, like, uh, he talked with Netflix, who he's in business and partnership with, and let them know, like, hey, I got a really raw deal on that on that Comedy Central thing. I don't get paid for them reruns. They're really low key whoring me out. And he let them know, like, from a in the most Dave way possible, he said, if y'all want to do something for me, Netflix, can you just take it down? Take it like, cause it hurts. He said it hurts it my hurts feelings. My feelings. And when that, that plays, that shit was so gangster. And the fact that shit is the hard. fact that they took it down in the most, you know, pow- powerful part of the, of the joint to me. Like I said, I loved when he told the story about the nigga taking his joke and and him uh, going there. Cause I can only imagine what that feels like. A nigga like you, like I'd be like a nigga just told my joke. Like all right, and like it's funny. Like the moment is funny. Like hey man, it's cool that you take my jokes, but you got to give them back. Like. Fam, I'm not a hundred million dollar man like Dave Chappelle. And anytime I Google dipped in butter and anything else but us comes up, I get tight. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get tight. Like, like that's our know, shit. And it and it was so funny. So and that and that's how you know some people are just into the allure of Dave Chappelle because when he got when he got to talking about it and then he went into the whole you know and now my show is streaming on X Y and Z and the people were some people they didn't know if they should clap or not and I was like those people are idiots they're not listening they're not listening yeah. to where he's going because why is he talking about that after he just told this story but like and see the fact, that's what I wanted to do yeah. that's what I really wanted to get into I don't know if that's what you have no, but I like just, I just wanted to say that the fact that he really you know went into the whole like I want to ask y'all like mm-hmm. and like you could really tell he really like mean it like he you know it's not just a let's let's show my saying muscle. about business yeah this is not a let me show my muscle this is a i'm really asking y'all like they they fucked me over on that i don't want nobody to like it's my shit and i don't want you to watch it like he said if you ever liked me in any capacity name it on me fuck it ever just for me if you ever liked anything if i've ever put a smile on your face do me a personal favor don't watch and it. don't stream my show don't watch and i bet you i can almost guarantee you that show is not being watched I think people are. I think the people that really, really fuck with Dave, I think the people that understand Dave Chappelle is bigger than just a comedian. Like me and you, like we talk about how he's the greatest comedian of of all time, but a big part of that is about the person he is. And when he's not being a comedian, right? Right, right, right. Like the, the stance he takes on social injustices and how big he is and how he lives in our heart. It's bigger than, oh, he made me laugh the hardest. It's way bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? And I think the people like us that enjoy him in that capacity, it's easy for us to be like, should I ain't streaming that shit? Because Dave said don't stream Dave it. Dave said don't stream but it. But I do feel like there's people out there that's like, 
I just heard the nigga talk about Rick James. I'm going to watch it. Nah, that's that's goofy. Again, I mean, you're not that's listening goofy. and you're not ta- you're not tapped into real life. Those I'll, cause I'll consider those internet people because that's trolling to me. Like if you just listen to a nigga be as passionate as he was, about and you ain't that, taking nothing from it, and you and you run right to it, fam. Like why did you even watch me? But it's just like the story he told in the one stand-up where he talks about, you know, the out-of-touch white girls that was at a show that time and was telling him how, you know, to get over racism and shit in the crowd at his show. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, the people around him was like, you know, that girl want to come out here and apologize to you, bro. Fuck that bitch. And he's like, nah, go get her. We talked about that. And it just speaks to how when you get so big, sometimes you attract people that don't really all the way get it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people, there's a lot of Dave's fan fan pace fan base i'm sorry fan base that enjoy him because they know he's the shit not because he speaks to their soul like us you know what i'm saying like us as dave Chappelle fans he speaks to our spirit some people just enjoy him on a surface level and don't even fully get it yeah they shouldn't be allowed in the culture but it happens (laughs) i don't get them and i guess that's just where we'll have to split the line at for sure for sure but i I don't want to spend too much time there i just think it's dope what dave did with that piece there this morning um you know to give him another bouquet of flowers as we typically do here on the dip the butter program however we have to talk about another comedian um okay we gotta talk about kev I was scared that we would have to talk about Kev. <laughs> we got to talk about Kev, man. Because first, let me just come right out and say I didn't watch it. Okay. And I knew that before. I didn't even have to ask, but I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask for like show purposes, but I knew that you haven't watched this. And please do tell. Why have you not tapped in yet? So I did not watch it because I heard it was bad. Because let me tell you, I heard it was bad. <laughs> I heard it was bad. But that ain't what kept me from watching it because sometimes I enjoy watching a comedian be bad because it teaches me something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not not watching him suffer. It ain't like I'm waiting on Kev's downfall or no shit like that. To me, there's a certain part of the brain that enjoys cringe for one. Mm-hmm. And for two, I learn from mistakes and failure. So it ain't that I'm trying to be no stand-up comedian, but there's something to learn in all failures, right? Right. So uh, in the same way, like Martin's run tell that when that came out, people was waiting on that stand up and run tell that is probably one of the least funniest stand up specials I've ever seen in my life. You like, don't like there is no comedy in them. All he does is speak the whole time about how he's sad. I want to hear that goddamn shit, nigga. Do Roscoe and get the fuck off the stage. Like I, I hate Run that ain't what he did in the uh what's the I always forget the name of the first joint. You so crazy. You so crazy. You so crazy. Different. You so crazy is a classic. Yeah, but You so crazy is a classic. Run till that wasn't bad. Run till that was after Martin had initially went. You go go back and watch it. We're gonna have to do dipped and butter home. Yeah, view. we'll do it. Maybe we'll do a home view and then throw it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But I hate that fucking stand up, bro. But getting back to Kev, like I don't know, man. I'm going to watch it eventually, but I didn't run to it because to me, to me, Kev has done what he sought out to do in comedy. He has Mm. done that. Mm. He has rocked arenas. He has been the lone man standing on the top of black comedy. I think all comedians want to get there at some point. Like Kev's so big. He is a, one of Dave Chappelle's skits. Like if that don't tell you how good you are, I don't know what tells you that. Like the guy we're calling the the goat has a classic skit about how big Kevin Hart is. That's amazing. So he's done what he set out to do. So at this point, I think he's just doing specials for him. It ain't for us. True. He's doing it for him. True. And that's, which is cool. That that's an angle that I'm gonna rock with you on right here. Not not that I hadn't thought about it, but like I, I get it wholeheartedly. So I I won't say so. The special zero fucks given um came out on Netflix. 
Just I, the name of that just uh, screams effort to uh, me. Like you're trying to, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Christ. Um, so I, I I don't think I knew about it until the next day. And I looked at my wife. I was like, babe, I think we missed something. And she was like, yeah. She was like, I saw it. But again, <laughs> I think that speaks to it because I missed something. And she wasn't like, oh, babe, we got to watch it. But she was like, do you want to watch it? And I was like, yeah, I think we always got to like tap I think into we, we owe him that. We got to tap into what Kev talking about. I think we owe him that. So, you know, we, we sat down and watched it. Um, and when I sat down and watched that, I, I, I didn't have any expectation. Um because I'm trying to think, not not the last one, but I think the two before the last one, I think, are very funny. Not very funny, but like, or, and even like seriously funny. Uh, I for maybe seriously funny, and maybe like two or three after that. There, you know, th- those are the ones for Kev. Like, okay, this is this is why Kev ascended to to where he was. And I agree with you. I believe at this point, Kev has accomplished all he's wanted to as a comedian. Um, you know, he, he's done the tours. He's been compared to the Eddie Murphy. He has the numbers, you know, to kind of compare himself to that. And I think he is, he's proud with that. And I think if Kev decides to go out again, he still garners that type of attention, um, you know, once we're allowed to, but in this one, he kind of speaks to, you know, the whole COVID situation and why he's doing it this way. And it's very small and intimate and he claims it to be his house, which I, I, I kind of believe, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> But again, I sat down and I watched it. I didn't have any expectations. Um, and it might have been a cool 30 minutes or so before I really like chuckled because to me, this, wow. this isn't, um, this isn't a, this isn't a comedy standup. This is a, this is a, what it's Kev, a sit down with, let's have a conversation. It's a, let's sit down and talk. This is what Kev has been doing for the past year. Like, see, that's why I hate Run Till That because I feel like Run Till That was that. Like, uh, let me tell y'all why I was in the news. It's like, a, bitch, do the jokes. This <laughs> is a, um, this is a what Kev has been doing since he got into that accident and had to rehab himself, almost sort of kind of like him getting back into the swing. And there are funny moments inside of the of the special. It's not funny overall. I, I, I can. <laughs> it's an update. Yeah, it, it's an update. And like I said, the there, post. Are, there there are things in there that he has said, but like. Maybe it maybe it is a reach because I thought it was funny and it was so funny because Joe said something about it too. Like you know, he said Joe was wondering if the Plastic Cup Boys were involved in you know any of the writing or any of this stuff. And what made what made me like a light bulb go off in my head is because there's a point in the uh, in the special where he goes, Whew, "It took it took me a while to write that joke." Like almost like, like it took <laughs> oh, you a while to write that. When you ain't got a staff, <laughs> yeah, almost like it took you <laughs> a while to write that joke. Like, oh, this is hard. Like Joe might kind of be on or something, but that 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 was that in a in a zero. Uh, I was about to say a zero fuck given. A funny part of it to me was I saw another video today where he was kind of. Uh, responding to the backlash that he's gotten from some people saying that it's not funny. And mm. he tried to make a funny video where he was just saying that he gives zero fucks. Like he just said it over and fam, it made it, it made it, you might need to watch that. If you like cringeworthy shit, bro, Yeah, you might need to watch that. That's giving me the heebie-jeebies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's giving me the heebies, bro. I don't know, man, but I, I get it though. Like, he he deserves that. Like he deserves that room though to fuck up, not be funny, be cringy. Like he has he has serviced the comedy community for a long time now. And it's hard to be on top the way Kev was on top. True. You know what I'm saying? True. So 
I ain't, and, I ain't mad at it, man. I saw I saw Cat Williams smell uh, blood in the water. He he always smells it when it comes to Kev because he he want he want to be Kev. Kev was supposed to be him, so you know that's that's always. And I love Cat. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that's one of my funny. favorite comedians. Cat is funny as shit, bro. Like Cat will make you laugh. Like, and that's a that's a different type of from a nigga telling the jokes versus a nigga that will make you laugh. That's really where you went at. And speaking he's of, a legend and he's brilliant, man. But I just and, and speaking of other uh, standups that I didn't run to, I guess there's a Mike Epps standup out, but he doesn't do it for me either, bro. He the worst. <laughs> he is one of the worst, never, most successful standup comedians of all time. I, you you want to know where I guess shit confuses me at? And I, I it's the same thing for uh, what's old boy's name that we talked about on here? The uh, him versus everybody, Big Blood, uh, got Big Worm. You know who I'm talking about? Got yeah, Face on Love, Face on Love, like. Went like is there? I, I didn't know that that nigga was a comedian. So like, why are you like running shows at the Funny Bone? Same thing with Mike Epps, fam. Like, I never knew you. Like, my first instance of you was fucking Friday. Like, right, right. Stand up comedy is not Mike Epps's. Uh, that Mike Epps playing in serious movies too. I didn't even know he's not a serious actor. Like Mike, stick, he's terrible. Stick man. to what you get at. But I really I brought up Kev to talk about that because I knew you hadn't watched it. So I know that would be a, a funny thing to talk about. But there was something inside of the special that I wanted to bring to the podcast. I oh, like, was it? Yeah, I felt like we could dip it. So I he felt like we dipped it. Yeah, so he um he was talking about, you know, the relationship with him and his wife. And he was basically saying how, um <laughs> basically saying how he's so busy, like he had to tell his wife, like, hey, either you want all of this shit here or you want some good dick. All right? Like, because she was basically like coming to him and being like, yo, fam, it ain't, you ain't really hit like you used yeah, to. Yeah, so I wanted to. <laughs> I'm running all around the world. Yeah. Like, do you want this like, lifestyle or do you want good dick? Because yeah, you cannot have one. Yeah, he was like, so I'd be having to make appointments to give my wife good dick out here. He was like, so she comes stumbling in the house a couple nights after that, drunk, tapping on me, talking about some bad. I want some more of that eighth dick. And I just thought that was a funny, like, that whole segment was funny that, like, Cause I got it. Cause I married it. I like that. No, I get it. I was just going to say, <laughs> So I, I, you, I hate it when you do this. <laughs> I hate it when you do this. Cause like you give me some shit like that. Yeah. Neither one of us, like you knew I wasn't prepared for this, but you're going to, you're inadvertently drawing truth out of me. Like I, you know, Sir. I can't lie to you. I can't lie on this podcast, Sir. but I'm, I'm team Kev, bro. Like I'm with that. Like at, th- listen, at 38 years old, a married man, family man, like you either gonna have successful cat, like on top of his shit, doing things around the house, entertaining the kids, or you're gonna get some good dick. Like it is so hard <laughs> to do both, bro. And, and when you said appointments, like that shit lit me up inside because bro, I gotta be honest, man. This is me. This is me. This is just me being full frontal. Uh oh. For bro, for my wife to get good cat dick, bro. Let me know you want it. Like you gotta tell me two or three. (laughs) (laughs) Swear to God, you gotta tell me two or three days ahead of time, bro. Like I need to get mentally prepared. (laughs) So she, I need to. Because look, okay, so look. Fuck it. If we being if we being (laughs) candid and you my nigga, and I gotta be honest with you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I deal with a lot of stress and anxiety. Okay. Right? Okay. And stress and anxiety for me, it's a sex drive killer. Okay. So if I'm in my head too much, if I'm worried about something, if I'm stressed, it's hard for me to feel sexy when I'm stressed out, bro. Okay. So if you give me a couple of days, I can make sure I don't get stressed out. Okay. How? I can clear stress out my schedule. How? That's a good question. How? <laughs> 
if something happens at my job that would linger in my mind for a couple of days, I'll intentionally try to block it out. Like, don't think about that. Don't think about that. Don't think about that. Cause you have to have sex in two days. I'm fucked up, bro. Like, I really need medicine. How do, okay, so how do you stop anything from happening for the other two days? Like, well, I can't, but I have to make sure. Like, it 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 makes me at least keep my mind on track. Is you gotta, what I'm saying. you gotta, you gotta get your time down, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do like a. Uh, but got, we've talked about this before, like, right? You, we we've been with our ladies and got in a funky mood, and that shit throws shit off, right? So I have to. It's better for me. I'm not gonna say I have to, but it's better for me if I plan these things out and I know ahead of time. Like Friday, we have a date night schedule. So Thursday, I'm not going to be on no bullshit. I need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to be prepared. And remember, I've said on this show before that scheduled sex is trash. And that's why I say you out here making a point. I remember. So that's why I wanted to bring this up. This is fun. Have I come on here and redacted that yet? Because I want to fully not, redact nope. that. You got to right now. Here's I want to fully redact that. And I even told my wife this in a private conversation of ours. Like, babe, I got on our motherfucking podcast and came on here and said, no, I'm only about spontaneity and it's not dope if you plan it. I have done a full 180, bro. Because Planning it is way better. Because... <laughs> To keep it, you know, all the way G on this podcast, we talked about how you already place it out in your brain. So that might work in your favor. That's you part of it. Yeah. Three days to be like, nah, this is time to plan shit out. out. But again, like I said, you got to bring your time down, fam. Like if she tell you by 9 a.m., like you should, you should be ready by eight. I, I think I can get it done. Yeah. If she tells me that morning or if we play, if we schedule a date night that morning, I can get it done. But I'm just telling you, it's going to be better if you give me a Nah, for sure. Days. See me, I try to, um, I try to plant the seed early in the day. Like I feel, I feel like my wife is still that you know spontaneous at any moment. We can definitely and I and I still run that play often. But like, you know, I'm I'm a all day. I dream about sex, ass nigga, for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? So like, I be I be trying to plant my seed. Like, hey, girl, me and you later. Like, <laughs> and you which know, is weird because I like to think I'm very sexual driven too. Like, I I, I think about sex a lot, but that. In combination with my high anxiety and overthinking shit, and I'm stressed out like a goddamn rabbit all the time in the corner of a cage. So it just, I don't know why that fucks with my, is it libido? <laughs> what is the word? It fucks with my machismo, bro, but I don't know, man. I, I really did, uh, I did not plan on coming in here and sharing that today, but fuck it, we got it. I'm sorry if that was embarrassing, but, uh, I'm just being real, bro. Like, I, I, I think it's an anxiety thing more than anything for me. Like, it's, okay. it's a stress and anxiety. Well, now, I guess my, my second question is, so if you had to, you know, man to man, no homo, however you want to put this, um, how often are you giving out the A plus? In, in a month, let's say in a month, how many, what, how, what do you, what's, or what's a monthly grade average? <laughs> <laughs> at 38 years. At 38 years old, <laughs> 38 years old, going on 15 years of marriage, um, in a month, two times, eight plus two times. Eight plus two times? Is that a, I don't think that's bad. Maybe it's laughable, bro, but listen, I'm just here to be honest, man. Okay. On the A plus? Let me ask this question. How many times are you going for the A plus? <laughs> That's, that's see, that's the thing. That's that's where you're asking for a whole nother grade of honesty. <laughs> I love the show. Because, bro, that's a whole nother. And let me tell you why that's a whole nother grade of honesty. Because who wants to ever feel like they're not giving their best, right? Like, right. especially when it comes to their sexual drive and when it comes to their significant other. Like, nobody wants to ever feel like they're not giving their best. But I know I grade myself. Right. I feel like all niggas grade themselves. For sure. And 
when you go for the wash rag, bro, like everybody has that quick coaching session with themselves in the wash rag. Like, all right, how we do? How we do? <laughs> Cause we can't go in there and ask them. Like, <laughs> it fucks up everything if you go up and ask. Yeah, you, you got, you got to take body languages for sure. Like, and that's, yeah. and that's why I, I guess it's all about the person that you're dealing with because let me ask you a question. Fuck it. This just popped in my mind. Right. Fuck that, bro. I'm asking you, you, you got me out here. I'm about to put you out here. Yeah, all right. Do you take it as a compliment or a slight if you get done and you're wiping off and they're like eagerly ready for more? Um, Like you ain't even all the way wiped off and they're talking about round two. Like, is that a compliment or a Like, how are they talking? When you said eagerly, I need to know. (laughs) You tell me. Eagerly, like. You tell me. You tell me. Because I've had my wife, like, after the wipe off comeback, she'd be like, all right, I'm going to give you 20 minutes and then. We're doing this thing again, and I'd be like, uh, "If you can wake me up out of my sleep, I'm so scared. If you can wake me I'm up so out of my scared. sleep. Do your best." And sometimes, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes you got to call their bluff on it because I've done that. A, <laughs> I've done that a few times. You you got to put the ball back in their court fam, because you I, know, fam. I full blown falling asleep and waking up twenty minutes later and be like, "All right, you said you was ready," and, and went right back to work because sometimes you got to call their bluff because sometimes they doing it to be funny. Sometimes oh, aren't they? Okay, I want to hit. They are absolutely doing it to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it depends on the tone and what they're saying, and whether it's a big up or a slight. Yeah, it depends. Like sometimes, like, sometimes oh, that ice cream was so good I could go for another some, scoop, or like nigga, you know that ice cream was trash. We need to go to another ice cream place. Sometimes your chick will say it as a smack on the butt for you, but hey, but okay, you did so great. Twenty more minutes. I need another round. And that's what I'm See, saying. Maybe, maybe it's my crippling anxiety that makes me always think like, damn, I fucked up. That was terrible. Pot- potentially. But, so, but see, that's why, but that's why I say sometimes like sometimes that only happens to me when like I go in like, Ooh, I'm about to, it's about to go down. And I'd be like, shit, that wasn't it. Like, it's, because sometimes I go and you know, shit, may God be with you. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and, and some, and sometimes, but that's why I say like, Sometimes I can tell when my, like, for lack of better terms, I know my wife just, shit, want me to hit it and go to, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hit it, get yours, let me get my, and then, like, we can, we can. It's dope to be on the same page when you're both like, can we, we both want to get this and get out of here when you're on the same page. We can go to bed. Not saying that's always the case, but when you're on the same page about that, that can be a good thing. Yeah, like, shit, that'd be me in the morning. Shit, sometimes I need to get this motherfucker up out of here. Like, morning is my shit, bro. Morning is my shit, but you're, you're almost never going to get A plus dick in the morning. No, for me, you are never. Not thank God, uh, thank God. I'll be feeling like the only man on the moon when it comes to certain. Nah, so I'm, I'm so probably, glad to be able to share I'm this probably, with you and realize I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm probably giving you B minus C plus. Like you, it's go. It's I'm going, but like you are not getting anywhere near ninety percent out of me. You're just you're just getting the strokes. <laughs> <laughs> just getting the strokes. Speaking of the strokes, bro, I, I, I got to get to this topic before we run out of time, and maybe we'll go long because I got a lot of shit. We're on not, we're really not running out of time today, bro. It's the holiday. Okay, my nigga. So okay, I don't know if you pay attention to the news and thank god we made it to the story because i was starting to get scared we might not make it because we was just been having a ball enjoying ourselves on this podcast sure. this week for sure did you catch any pope news this week bro any pope francis pope, pope francis Nick, the current uh, running pope did you catch the pope I, news yes it is what you think Instagram. it is what you think all it right. is instagram and we are talking about it uh, we have to talk about it all right for our listeners, because we know you come here for the news because we got the best news. Facts. If y'all ain't up on your Pope news, Pope Francis, which is like 
Pope France has been kind of out here as like the up-to-date Pope, right? Like he's the fun Pope ever since he's got in office, as you can put it, I guess. I don't know if you call it in office or under the cross, whatever you call it. Head of state at the church. Yeah, whatever, whatever. yeah. since he's been that guy, he's been looked at as the new age Pope and the phone Pope. He's basically the Pope with his hat backwards. <laughs> <laughs> they really fucking with Pope Francis out here. Well, Pope Francis this past week kind of fucked up. He made a little mistake, man. Uh, Pope Francis's official Instagram page was seen throwing a like to a Brazilian Instagram model. Her name, I wrote it down here. Natalia Garibato? Garibato? Don't matter. Apologies if I'm saying it wrong, but when I say Instagram model, it's exactly what you're thinking. When I say Brazilian Instagram model, it's exactly what you're thinking. Did you see the picture of this chick that the Pope supposedly liked? I did. Okay, I'm going to throw it up as our cover art this week, just so we can make sure everybody sees it. But fam, when I saw this news report come out, I was just like, I can understand how the church could be upset about this. <laughs> right? Because I'm full, I'm a full advocate on quit being a crude. Everybody don't be so uptight. Why are niggas tripping on the internet? But this one right here, I would be remiss if I didn't be consistent in what I was saying some weeks ago about how I need my churches to be unrealistically clean about everything. Right. And I would be a little upset if my Pope got like caught liking big booty bitches on Instagram, bro. Like you the Pope, cuz. How does, how does it, somebody gotta tell me who runs the Pope's Instagram? How does this happen? Like you, he got, but like it's the same thing with the Dipped in Butter program page. Like sometimes I open up my Instagram and I'd be like, yo, what the fuck is this? This is not my shit. Like, and, and a nigga might have, you know, been logged into the, to Pope Francis IG and just got the, but like, why does Pope Francis even follow this babe? Like now I got different types of questions. See? How did this pop up in your recommendations, Pope Francis? Yeah, is he on the Explore page? The Pope shouldn't even have the Explore page. It should be banned for him because the Explore page <laughs> you, ain't nothing. You can't explore nothing but God. Ass and titties, bro. Like it's not bad. When ass. he hits Explore, the only thing that should come up is the Bible. Like it should redirect him to the, to the Bible app. Nah, facts, because the Explore page is filthy, bro. Like, So, of course, you know I had to dip this, and you know my mind got to ticking. Right, right. And it got me to thinking about, just in general, leave Pope Francis out of it and the Brazilian model out of it, right? Why in anybody's mind, in their process, because we're all human, we all look at things, anybody's got an Instagram, has people that they follow that might be a little sketchy, all of that shit, right? I've never understood the point in double tapping Instagram models. Like, what is the point in that? Because the only thing that's going to do is show everybody you know what you're looking at. Has it ever happened in the history of Instagram where some nigga at home grabbing on his dick on the couch double tapped a, a model's picture. She saw it, clicked his page and then shot him a DM. I doubt it. Why are we double clicking these things? bro? Yeah, I, I don't know. And as I've uh, heard niggas talk about before, and it's such like an accurate description, like f with a, with an IG model, babe, like that, who got 300,000 likes fan, what is your like going to do? It's like throwing a penny into the wishing pond. G like this, swear to God, this is what I'm saying. Like it's a grain of sand on the yeah. beach. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 no, it's no bueno. Like, some, I've never understood. Like, so, sometimes I like them just, but like, that's why I was going, is it specific to IG models? Let me ask you this. Have you, if you've ever liked a picture of just a chick that you thought looked good on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. 
what was your thought process or what was you feeling when you double tapped it? Was you just so like impressed that you was like, nah, she got to know that West Young like this. I know 6,224 niggas have liked it. Well, but she got to know what's young. We'll, like. we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's levels to this shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, please walk me through it. You know, if, if this is, um, you know, if this is somebody, you know, local in my uncovered in the blood of Jesus days, like <laughs> if I, if, if I'm double tapping, I can see what that means. Yeah. If I, if I'm double tapping for the like, then yeah, I need you to know West young. I get that wholeheartedly. Like. And if I really want you to know, I might even comment on that joint. I don't think I ever got there because that's a dangerous game to play too, but, sure. um, when it comes to the celebrity babes, like I say, if I if I if I like it, that means I just genuinely like the celebrity babe, like, and I'm just liking it just to like it for my my own recollection. Now, if I saving it is a whole another thing, like, because you know you can you know you can save shit on Instagram, like you don't even got to save it in your phone, you can just save it right on Instagram, like save it to the app itself, and you can just always go back to looking at it. Always go back to your save for what. Some sometimes it's some fire shit on there. Um, sometimes it's like your favorite picture that, that I mean, one. And, it, and it could be you know you can save anything on Instagram. Like it don't just got to be fire babes. Like sure, I got some but, other. Uh, we, we know why they put it there, right? That's exactly yeah, that's exactly why they put it there. And I guess be, because I it's a little bit creepier like for a nigga to screenshot it and save it in his phone. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And like right. Uh, to me, a bitch can you know because even that that damn that's so crazy. Now you are taking me to a place, and this is back even like remember when motherfuckers used to screenshot your DMs and you could tell when they screenshot it or like you get the notification. Oh, I, I got the receipt. That like, a motherfucker you snapped my shit. Like why'd you do that? Like what you What's do that, that for? Yeah, like that, that's <laughs> crazy. But like I say, I guess you know, and even with the the save feature in Instagram, like uh, to me, it's all about analytics for real, for real. Because like they show mm. you. How many people have saved your post? I don't know if they tell you exactly who, but I'm I'm sure there's an app for that. But they they definitely we get into a whole yeah, other level. Yeah, they show you how many people have like reshared your shit, how many people have saved it, how many people liked all that shit, bro. It's crazy. See, maybe my mind frame is just warped or fucked up, but to me, liking a chick's pic on Instagram is of the same elk of like, why the fuck are their comments on Pornhub? Like, who, who is watching? Who do you think is reading the comments? Is- who, are, who is this for? <laughs> who is this for? Like, whoever coded this page, who did you code this for? Like, I understand that, like, there's a whole thing about Pornhub comments. Pornhub comments are some of the funniest things in the world because niggas just go in there and troll and joke. And you know what I mean? Like, you'll see shit in Pornhub comments that say shit like, oh, I'm only here for research. Glad I learned something today. Like, you know, niggas <laughs> in there just clowning, but... I wonder what the initial intent for putting comments under videos on porn sites was like. It's all a, every everything. Was it like to give you like? Was it to help the other homies out? Like, bro, if you go ahead and just skip to three twenty six, that's what you really want to see. Nah, like, bro, they they every the the internet the 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 one key thing that the internet did was figured out how to make people the product and how to mm. how to get people to overvalue their own opinions. Like, bro, if you think about if you think about everything that people are on right now, it's literally just. Yelp, Google, <laughs> you know, That's Twitter, right. Instagram. It's all about people's opinions. We're just overvaluing our own opinions. Overvaluing our like own that. opinions, right. man. And, and, and we think somebody else cares about our opinions. So that's why we put it out there. And it's just a, you know, it's a tangled web that we weave when we weave it, fam. And here, here we are today. But again, like, I, and that's so funny that you say that, bro. And maybe I'm just a pervert. I've never looked at comments on Pornhub. I'm there for one reason and one reason only to get in and get out. Man, what? I ain't here to read no fucking guy. I ain't here to read the fuck. I don't, I don't want to read at all. I'm here for the illustration. I'm not here to read. I'm not here to read, bro. Uh, 
Do you got anything uh, pertinent on your list that you want to take time for? Do you want to rapid fire? How are you feeling? Um, we can definitely go into some rapid fire shit. I feel like we okay. Could, I mean, I, we can I, slow I got, down the car if we need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got some rapid fire things. I kind of want to uh rewind to when we talked about panhandling and see how you felt about the the new twenty twenty. Well, I don't. Know, I'll call it the new twenty twenty panhandling, which is GoFundMe. Um. And I, and I want to ask about that in relation to, because I saw this um, video of this girl, she had put it up, um, talk about her boyfriend had put his hands on her and she had a, she had a baby and another daughter and another baby on the way. And he had broke shit um, in the crib. And then like a day or two later, I saw another nigga put up that basically her video was a lie. The girl's grandmother came out and said, you know, that that boy ain't put his hands on her. I guess, you know, he ain't, he ain't want her. So some other shit happened basically. And, you know, she went that route, but basically through GoFundMe, she had raised like $160,000 and like at for, for the damages and repairs fan for what, for just being light skinned and crying on her phone. Like that's the only thing that I can, like she didn't, she didn't say like, she was basically making it seem like she needed to get out. She needed somewhere to go. Like that. Right. She I, needed funding yeah. on getting out of this yeah, toxic the, relationship. The nigga wasn't there. Like the door was wide open. She could have left. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it See, was so weird. But like for I, me, I, it, I I might low key got more respect for panhandling than niggas just sitting up setting up a GoFundMe on certain the, aspects. And go back to the opinions thing and the deception, bro. Like it's all about how you feel like you can get this off and what else somebody else's opinion is gonna be at you. And again, it goes back to me saying, like, I'm going to evaluate you when I see you. So, like, I seen her. I didn't even know she had to go for me. If I would have seen it, I still wouldn't have donated. Like, but still. No, never donated. Yeah, never. Never. Not for nothing. Because, like, like, and and even still made me think about even what, you know, 2 chains was talking about on, you know, they, they wait for you to die. Like, now you dead and you got to go fund me or something. Like, that is the wildest shit. Now it's everybody else's responsibility. Not that's everybody else's responsibility. And that's, that's literally almost what, you know, when niggas put out GoFundMe's, that's what it sounds like. Like, hey, I want to put some of this burden on y'all because I ain't got it. Right. I ain't fucking yeah, pr- got it. Prayers to our culture, man, and just being more prepared, man, and more readiness out there. More wealth. Checks in the mail <laughs> for yeah. everybody, for everybody out there. Oh, I got one real quick, man. Uh, did you see uh, Lauren London got new tats? I didn't. Lauren London got a tattoo on her. She On one wrist, she has Nip's face, right? Dope tattoo. Other hand, uh, other wrist, she's got uh, a handwritten note that Nipsey gave her one time tattooed on her wrist. It says, to London, uh, you my heart, love you more, sign Nip. And she got that tattooed on her wrist. And, of course, the Internet reacted the way the Internet does with a whole bunch of I feel sorry for the next nigga to try to follow up after this one. Is that where they go she going to have a hard time finding a boyfriend. Like no nigga could ever live up to that. Who wants to see that as the next nigga in line? And you know what I thought? I was just like, good for her because I feel like something like that weeds out the niggas that don't need to be there Man, automatically. What? Yeah. The niggas who got a problem with that, you don't deserve to even be on the set. Like I, you don't I, even I, deserve to be on the set. You don't need to, you don't need to be in contention. I feel like. Lauren London one day will date again for one. Let me just say that. Like, I do feel like she will find love in her life again. And I feel like the nigga that she finds will be stand up enough to be able to understand who Nip was, what he meant, what he meant to her and be okay with it. He will already, he going to come into the situation with that respect for Nip. So it ain't, you know, he'll, he'll just be learning once he gets with Lauren London, like she not, she not mm-hmm. gonna, she not gonna find the nigga that she gotta educate about any of I can fully, I could fully, uh, see 
whoever this nigga is, being even a fan of Nips, like That's having a, an immense amount of respect for him. Yeah, yeah like you have to come to the table. Like you, I can't imagine Lauren London wanting to meet somebody who knows zero about what she's been through. Especially right. when it you comes think, to it. Like, I can't imagine her wanting to be like, all right, let me tell you everything and hope, hopefully you get it. Like, you kind of need to right. know. You got to already you get need, it. You need to go in there and, like, fill in the gaps of the shit that you don't know and really, like, learn the real. You can't go in there a novice. That ain't going to work. Because, like, let's be honest. You think Will Smith don't know Tupac songs word for word? Oh, he definitely knows. <laughs> Will definitely, like... Bro, Will knew what it was, man. So Will just had to have an immense level of respect for who Tupac was and understand what he's more or less coming by. Right, right. Uh, now coming behind August Alcina, different conversation. But uh, I digress. Moving on to the uh, rapid fire segment here of the show. Oh, I got this one, man. Uh, you you familiar with Lavar Lavar Ball and the Ball Brothers I in am. basketball I in the am. NBA? I am. So Lavar Ball's uh, second son was drafted. Uh, I don't know if it was second in line, but his second son to be drafted into the NBA was picked by uh, Michael Jordan's uh, Hornets, mm-hmm. and obviously he's been doing his press runs as he loves to do. He loves to show his face and rotten tooth anytime he gets the chance to show his rotten tooth on ESPN, <laughs> but. I don't even know how he got on the subject, but he was talking about how he has told all of his sons and dig this West. He's told every one of his sons that they will never find a wife while they're playing basketball in the NBA because of their notoriety and stature. They will only come across hoes and they should be prepared for that. That is what he has advised his sons. And I wanted to get from you like, how do you feel about that kind of advice coming from a father like his? Like, I understand you wanting to protect your sons and giving them a little bit of game and understanding that there could be some heartlets out there that are just after their wallets. I understand that that's a concern, but to go so far as to say you will not, there's no way, no chance. Like if you're LeVar Ball and you got these millionaire sons, right. That have worked hard for what they got and understanding the dangers of false rape accusations out there in the world, gold diggers and all the things they're up against. How would you put these warnings to your kids? Obviously not saying what he said, but like, do you warn them at all? Do you let life teach them? How would you approach this if you're in his shoes? Um, uh, you know, I, him saying with him saying, if I was one of the sons, I would ask him how he knew, nigga, you never made it to the NBA. <laughs> but, nigga, how you know you can't dribble? Bro. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? But I, I guess, and not that it's weird to say it, but like, I guess niggas like that, like these NBA baller type niggas, like when it comes, if you're trying to find, we, we know the hoes are out there. Like the hoes come naturally. Like if you want to hit something, like be careful, do it the right, keep, keep your homies around that, you know, if, when it comes to the hoes, keep, <laughs> Keep the homies around. That way you keep you a witness. Keep you a witness. You can be safe. But when it, I think when it comes to like dating a female and really wanting to like court and shit like that, I think as a, you know, a, a millionaire ball player, whatever you want to, however you want to put it, high profile, I think you really need to go back to like dating and courting. Like I need to come pick you up from your spot. We need to go out in public. Like I, <laughs> we, we need to date. I need somebody to see Damn. me or to steak with you. We have to have like six dates before we Netflix and chill. Like there is no hanging out at the crib. Cause I just, you know, I, I, I need to know like it, it, you got to really build like in, in the, in the times that we live in. And I don't really know if, and I don't want to sound like an old nigga. Cause I don't, I, I'm out of the game. So I don't know, but like, it just don't seem like motherfuckers is building. No but can more. you imagine how hard that must be, though, when you're young, rich, and famous like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying because it makes sense. Like, we need to go on a, uh, on a good handful of dates. Let's get to know each other first. 
But you run, you're young, rich, and famous in the microwave era. Fam, you got chicks is just about it as you are. Like, I mean, you you right, but I you know I think credit to females on this. There are still some females out in the world who don't give a shit about celebrities, basketball players, or none of that shit. So you really might run into a chick who has no clue who the fuck you are. She's not looking to impress you. She's not looking to fuck you. Like, and you and you really gotta like court her just the same as the nigga who works at Chase. Like, she don't she don't care. One of you niggas is gonna win, but it's all about who <laughs> it's all about who has the effort. Like, I I really yeah. don't care. Can you imagine how nasty that bring home's gonna be though for one of them boys trying to bring a serious girl that they're genuinely interested in? Like, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but that's whack as fuck. Like, if you bring home a girl that you're genuinely interested in that you really really like. And then one of your relatives that you happen to regard their opinion talks down on them. Like that shit is, that's trash, bro. So I can just imagine one of them boys bringing a girl home that they're le- legit interested in that really believes that they're for the right things. I and this to. nasty rotten tooth nigga is talking crazy at the goddamn dinner table over the muffins. Hey, hey, but you want to know what? Sometimes if you know, if the person that you respect lets you know, sometimes, sometimes nine times out of 10, they be righter than a motherfucker. Cause I've had yeah, that. There's I've, always the chance that that one time they yeah, not. I mean, it is, but like they be right. You gotta fuck the through time. the pain, bro. You gotta fuck through the pain. You gotta, sometimes you gotta let them fuck through it. True indeed, but nine, it don't take away from the fact that nine times out of ten, they'd be right. Like, I can specifically think about probably three different occasions that a nigga was like, yeah, that ain't it. And I was like, for real? And they was like, yeah, that, that, that just ain't fucking it. But speaking about nasty, uh, press runs and rollouts and shit, I saw, and I don't know if you saw that, um, the Breakfast Club interviewed, uh, 44, President Barack Obama. Um, I guess he has. I did a, not see that. Yeah, I guess he has a book out, um, or a book coming out. I think it's out already. Don't quote me. I, I don't know what it's called, none of that stuff, but shout out to Barry O. That's our nigga forever. My dog, um, always my president. But really, what I wanted to bring up in that, like, shout out to the Breakfast Club for them being able to, you know, um, interview Barack Obama. But what I really wanted to say is that they really just hate the rest of you niggas in the culture, fam. This interview was in like a hotel conference room. These niggas was dressed up. I think Envy had on a suit. Angela Yee had on like these yeah. niggas. It was the production. Bro. You can like, tell who they fuck. So with. I just want to let the rest of the world know that when DJ Envy says we have a very special guest here, he does not mean it. Um, <laughs> he totally does not mean it. Cause if you don't, you're not special. If you don't get the Barack Obama rollout, you didn't do it. They made Hillary come up to the station while she was running for president. Like Barack is no longer the president for four years now and they, they got to go somewhere else. Hillary. Clinton, if you're listening to this ever, just know that the water they brought you while you was at the Breakfast Club was just the water that Marlon Wayans didn't drink. <laughs> Moving on to the next subject. Uh, I laughed so hard right before we recorded this podcast today because you know how I like to do. I like to check the websites, make sure there ain't no hot, fresh news out there that we might be aloof to before we get on to recording. Right, right, right. And I saw that... Uh, that uh the white culture was in a frenzy. They were in a tizzy about this one, bro. White culture. J-Lo has a new single coming out, and they released her her cover for the new single where J-Lo was on their butthole naked posing, butt-ass naked. Uh Now, obviously, they're not showing her nipples, but she is naked enough if y'all want to go look at it while we're talking about this. But uh the song is called uh In the Morning, and it just made me laugh and laugh and laugh because... Now, first, before I get these jokes off, I understand that J-Lo is 50-some years old and she looks amazing. For sure. Now, who the fuck is this for? Like, is anybody giving the fuck? Like, is anybody's dick rising at J-Lo naked these days? 
I mean, she looks amazing for fifty six. Might might be rising at a B minus level, but you, <laughs> <laughs> if she talk about in the morning, shit, bro. J Lo don't get no ounces of blood rush to this dick, bro. Like, I not saying she doesn't look amazing, bro, but like seriously, at what age do we stop lusting after these people? Um, yeah, that's I'm, what I'm. And that's that's what I was just about to say, bro. Like, in order for my dick to jump, you, I probably gotta see you like bust it all the way open, or at least a little bit of nipple. And since we're here, like we've talked about titties several times here, and I have literally the word titties written down on my list. So <laughs> I feel like I need to talk about it, fam. And this is just the funniest thing. So we've talked about my job here before, and how mm-hmm. I, you know, I look at X-rays all day, and a part of X-rays are mammographies, which are oh. images of the breast. I so. At all, you know, often at times I'm looking at, you know, x-rays of titties on my screen and my wife, yeah, my wife works right behind me though. And it seems like every time that she turns, <laughs> seems like every time that she turns around, there's titties on my screen. Um, and it, it's really like the funniest shit at this point. Like she can be out of the room and walk in. Like she ain't been working all this week. Always titties. Every time she walks in the room, there's titties on the screen. Like I think because my sister's my boss, she sent my sister like, yo, fam, like I was cool with him working his job before, but like now he just be looking at titties all the time. And I really, just, <laughs> I really just feel like this is a platform for him to look at titties. Like, and then it also made me like, I am as my, I want to say this carefully. Me and my dad have always had the saying that you always appreciate a new pair of titties. So anytime you get the opportunity to see a new pair of titties, you'd be like, yeah, like just look at the titties fam. So I really just want to like give my appreciation and applaud out here. I think I've done this before, maybe in real life, anybody, maybe on this podcast to anybody, not with anybody with titties because no, anybody. Okay. Anybody (laughs) with titties. But like even on Instagram, maybe it was since we were talking about like Instagram and double tapping pictures and shit, fam. Like chicks just be letting the titties out, fam. They wear mesh bras and mesh shirts. They are free with the titties, and I just for one want to say I'm not upset about that. All right, all I, right. that was that well, was my ode to titties. Okay, well, just just a comment on your work situation, and because I'm a friend of yours, and I consider your wife to be a friend, I just want to do her service and speak from her standpoint. I don't think her issue comes from the coincidence of her walking in the room or twisting her shoulders and just happening happening to see titties on your screen every time. I'm sure that's not what's bothering her. It's the fact that you're printing them out on six by ten <laughs> posters. And hanging them all around your fucking desk, bro. That's this is, the problem. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all fucking with us, man. Happy holidays to y'all. Man. Sure. We've been thinking about y'all for holidays. We fully understand that it's like this time of year where shit starts getting depressing, man. The suicide rate goes up and with COVID, man, I'm just really worried about y'all. And I know I normally say check up on your strong friends, man, but just check up on each other, bro, for real, for real. Check up on yourself. Pay attention to yourself, man. And before I get all the way out of here and toss it to my man for his part, uh, I want to give a shout out to the Lost and Found Clothing Company okay, look at on there. Instagram. Their shit is extra dope. Like, I'm not saying that, like... I'm not saying it because these is my peoples. Their shit is legit, dope, man. So do is yourself a lost favor. and found. Is that what lost that was? and found clothing company on Instagram, man? Do yourself a favor, go check that shit out. It's exclusive. They do one on one shit. It's super fire, man. So shout out to them. Are you gonna tell them who you are this week, or you don't care? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. My name is Cat, man. I'm sorry. Uh, you can check me here each and every Friday. We don't know what day you're listening to this because we don't know what the fuck's happening out there Zero. with our distributor. But hey, we're going to have the content for you whenever you get it. My name is Cat. You can catch me on catcrunch.com. And like I said before, I appreciate you fucking with us. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to make sure uh, people know who the creator is because I'm the producer. Uh, it's your boy, Wes No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young. You play a partner, P-O-D-N-A. Uh, your favorite retired, unreleased rapper, uh, at Forever Young, 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though. And I'm going to say it again anyway, man. Please check up on your strong friends, man. Do, do yourself a favor and thank some titties while you're out there, bro. Be thankful. It's Thanksgiving, after all. Um, And this is terrible. I'm about to say this, but double tap or pray for that ass like Pope Francis did and stay off the Explore page, man. That shit going to get y'all fucked up, man. Fam, Pope Francis is tripping, <laughs> man. We're going to catch y'all next week. Come on, baby. Let's go get dipped. <laughs>